Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. All right, everyone, I'm going to start us off with a high five today, and that is just simply to kids and especially babies in summer clothes. It's my favorite, the little shorts, and now with Wes, it's fun, like the little tank tops and dresses and the little chubby tan wrists. Mm-hmm. I can't take it. It's the cutest so thing cute. ever. The wrist tan lines, I think, are the best things in the entire world. They it's really so are. No, actually, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Tied with the baby leg rolls in oh, the summer little oh, rompers. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they are tied. They are tied. They're so, so cute. delicious. Her yeah. little legs. That's oh so cute. So, high five to that. Okay, my high five is goes to trip planning. So, I've been listening to the book Essentialism. Oh. It's so good. McEwen. Yeah, I know. So this is my first time going through it, and I am really liking it. So good. It's really good. But one of the things that he mentioned, and because we have a trip coming up, we're all, all three of us, our, our family's going on a trip to Lake Powell in just a few days, really. I actually really enjoy planning. I like planning in general, So and I love having something to look forward to, so planning for a trip is The really double fun. whammy. Yeah, I'm like, this I is agree. awesome. I'm like yeah. really looking forward to it. And I think our listeners have heard us talk about mine and Terilyn's mom. Felicia's like, and Park, you know, Felicia's mother-in-law. So she's the very, very opposite of a procrastinator. So when she packs for a trip, she packs weeks, weeks in, in advance. advance. And she'll, she'll always ask us like, so have you packed yet? And it's like two weeks before a trip. It's like, no, I haven't because I still am using stuff. I don't I know. know. Like, I'm like, I can't pack. So it's funny because she, and she like, she literally does have her suitcase in her closet for a few weeks leading up to the trip and she just like kind of constantly so that's like big props to her I think there's a lot of really great things about it I have a hard time doing that because I do feel like I'm using stuff and it's like hard for me to balance that so tying this back in essentialism he actually talks about the principle of giving yourself a buffer for a lot of different things but he gives the example of when you're planning for a trip sometimes it can be really stressful if all of a sudden like right up at the end like the last day or even the day of a trip you're packing, 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 and then you usually end up forgetting stuff and it becomes really stressful and sometimes you lose sleep and then your drive to the trip is terrible. So he's like, if you give yourself a buffer, which is like this cushion time, you're allowing yourself more time to actually get things done. It's going to make things less stressful. So that was like the idea behind it. So last week I was like, okay, so I literally did like this extensive planning for myself of like everything that I need to do. So like all the food I needed to make, all the things I needed to pack for both me and now packing for kids because now that's part of my life. You mm-hmm. guys, and then multiply for you guys by four, but I just mm-hmm. have the one. And it's a lot, like with you, like when you count bed stuff and then swim stuff and then all the stuff. So I went through and I like wrote it all down. And then I, this might sound like a lot, but I like color coordinated for like the three days leading up to it because I was like, okay, Friday. I'm going to make these foods and I'm going to shop for these things. And then Saturday, I'm going to make these foods and pack for these things. And then on Sunday, this is the day that we're leaving, I like highlight it. Because there's certain things that you can't pack until the day you that can't. you leave. Yep. But that's stressful because then I feel like it weighs on my mind because I'm like, oh, crap, I can't forget. I like, I can't forget the toothbrush and I can't forget this and I can't forget this. So I listed it all out and it took off so much mental stress because totally. I, I realized that my mind really is thinking about it for like a, a week or two leading up to a trip. I'm thinking about, mm. I don't want to forget this and I don't want to do this. And so I did that. And then I actually did. I started a suitcase and I packed all the things that I'm you not could. using. Yeah. Like yes. I was like, I can do this. Like with babies, like I, I packed a thing of diapers for him and I packed some wipes. Anyway, and I'm feeling really good about it. So I guess I'll have to re, you we'll know. circle back. Yeah, circle yeah. back and reevaluate. But so far I'm feeling really good and I'm excited for this trip because I feel like hopefully I won't feel, by the time I leave, my goal is to just feel like, I didn't forget anything, and I know I didn't because because then the thing is, even now, as I'm remembering things, I can write it down on my list, so I know, Mm. like, I'm not forgetting it. Anyway, it's been very, like, liberating for my mind, and I'm excited for this trip, and I'm feeling more prepared, and that I'm hoping that I won't forget things, and that I won't feel very stressed Mm, leading into it. So, that's my high five. I'm impressed. Mom would be very proud. Yeah, I know she Mother, I hope you hear Kayla talking, because... (laughs) I can't give you that satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you with with multiple kids or just like packing with the family, 
I have two hacks to add on to that. One, Parker and I always do a shared note before a trip so that, mm, like, yeah. we're making sure the other person is, like, you know, mm. getting the things. That's smart. And then also, I always pack, actually pack usually all our clothes the laundry day mm. leading up to a trip. So even if that's, oh, like, five yeah. days before. That's smart. Because then you're not like, oh, shoot, I need to, like, do a load. Yeah. yeah. It's just, like, you, these are the only clothes you have after I'm done packing. You know? Yeah. Brilliant. So, yeah. Multiple kid hat. Because okay, that's been that's the nice thing fun. with, that's been the nice thing with at least packing for Emmett is that I, I have packed most of his things. Because it's yeah. like, he doesn't need a lot. All like, yeah, you know, he doesn't need yeah. a lot of stuff. So, that's been, I like that. And I did do it actually right after laundry now that I think about it. So, yeah. Mm. I like that after laundry. Me and Jeff do the shared note thing for some things. I do like that. That's really nice. Um, we have a little text thread as girls, you know, we've been planning the food. And by we, I mean everybody else said what they're bringing for their meals. And I was like, I haven't even thought about what I'm bringing. <laughs> I'll get there when I get there. Like, this is like a week and a half ago. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. <laughs> but you guys are bringing delicious food, so I'm really excited. I will not make one of those things. I will make something different. <laughs> so, well done. I have, a youth, I have a youth activity for church leading up to before we leave on this trip, so I'm actually looking, wondering. I'm, I think I'm going to have to be ahead of things because if I don't pack, like, today or tomorrow not gonna happen so. it's over <laughs> yeah okay so that's inspiring me i'm gonna have to go home i i won't probably promise to color coordinate my stuff but <laughs> i you have inspired me i'm gonna go home make my list and pack today <laughs> i like it and then make food tomorrow okay good 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 mine is a high five to failure and it goes to my daughter lydia for being brave I, we talk a lot in our family about it's okay to try things and not get things. We do it actually at our dinner table every night. We do a high five and face palm just like we do here. And when it's something that somebody tried and it didn't work, we'll, we'll applaud it, whatever. Like if it's they accomplish something great, we have them stand up and like receive applause. And sometimes when it's like they really tried for something and it didn't work, we also have them stand up and we applaud them. So when I say this, we're not applauding every single night. It's just when we feel it, it's like, yeah, that's, you know, that's worth a clap. Let's everybody give them a clap. Because I really do want my kids to know it's it's okay to try and fail. It's totally good. And uh, my oldest daughter, these last two weeks, has ran for student government, and she didn't make it. And then she also tried out for a dance company and also did not make that. And that takes a lot of courage. Yeah. And we've had some really great, great conversations about what it means to try and why it's always worth trying for things. Always. That's how you do succeed is by trying and not making it, right? Mm -hmm. And not stopping. Like, that's... Yeah. Anyway, so it's been really... I feel like it's been so cool. And it's so cool to watch her resilience and her courage and how she takes it and how she... I, I don't know. I've been, like, that so, cool. so, so impressed with her. So my high five goes to her and also just high five in general to the concept of that's what we're here doing. We're just trying and sometimes we get the things and sometimes we don't. But it's the trying that matters. And we have to be okay with that. Because I mean, just like in just like in sports, it's whoever shoots the most, like shooting the baskets, is awesome. If you only shot baskets that you made, you would yep. be a good player, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, high five to failure. And as a mom, whew, it's hard. When I know you don't do good. I was just thinking that I feel like as a parent, that would that would be really hard yeah. to watch and and experience yeah. that with them. But I I hear you. It's like such a growing experience for both of you, yeah. probably. Well, because you just want them to have what they want, right? Yeah. As right. a parent, totally. But. But honestly, it's been just as valuable walking her through not getting what she wants to. So, yeah. And setting goals for, is this something that's important to you? Because mm -hmm. if so, this is what you do for next year. But if it's not important to you, great. You know, that's great too. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's really cool. Okay, well today we are talking about summer. You know if you've listened to us for, I mean, for very long, that all three of us have very different mm -hmm. opinions towards summer. So you're going to get a little taste of all of our approaches and hopefully you'll be able to resonate with one of wherever we are on the spectrum of summer approach you know the end of may now when you guys will be listening to this and so we're hoping that as you approach summer no matter what your situation is so we have listeners who are stay-at-home moms whose kids are in school and now will be home full-time and that's a big transition we have a lot of mothers who already have maybe their kids are not in school yet so your days aren't going to change a ton, except for that the weather has changed, mm -hmm. right? But you're still going to have kids at home. Uh, we have working mothers and fathers, as I'm saying this, parents. I should say parents because we have a lot of dads as listeners as well. 
but we have ones who are working outside of the home, so they're gonna have to be balancing, okay, wait, now if my kids are home, how is that going to look? So we know that there's parents in a lot of different scenarios going into summer, and there's a lot of probably mixed emotions about summer. Some people for summer are like my entire family, which are party animals, <laughs> right? I mean, like, people talk about summer bucket list, guys. I don't even make a bucket list because everybody around me makes these incredible bucket lists that I can't even keep up with their bucket list. <laughs> and, you know, I get them, you know, we're going together. So my bucket list goals are exceeded every year. I mean, they come up with ideas and I'm like, oh, that's a brilliant idea. Great. Maybe we can make it. <laughs> um, whereas, or my approach to summer, which has shifted over the years, I feel like I used to be more of a party animal with summers. But I don't know. For me, with, with my four kids, I know... Yeah, it shifted a little. I think my nature already was a little bit slower. I'm, I'm just a slower person by nature, so I prefer... I love fun, and I, I have a really hard time saying no to fun. My husband knows this. I mean, I, I love I love saying yes to fun, for sure, but my nature is a little bit slower, so I, I have a low tolerance for being overbooked. So for me in the summer, I almost like find myself taking a deep breath, like... Okay, summer's coming. That means swim season is starting and <laughs> good my loins. <laughs> yeah, like, like take a deep breath. <laughs> but I love it. I mean, I love it so much that I feel myself being like, okay, but how can I keep the white space? Like, how can I maintain slow and white space but still have fun? And still for me also, for me, summer is this amazing time to like read a bunch of books and I want my kids to have that feeling of, exploring the mountains and creating forts and all that kind of stuff but at the same time for my kids at least I found and because I've homeschooled them before so I didn't I could teach them really anything I wanted during the school year but this last year you know I had three kids in public school which is the first time I've ever had that there was a lot of things that I would have been doing while they were in homeschool that I wasn't doing because it'd be overbooking them so I'm looking at summer as this space of like okay so, you know, they want to do some horseback riding lessons. And there's a few different sports that they want to play. But it's great during the summer because it'd be too much in the mm-hmm. school year. So as I'm setting them up for these cool things that they're going to be learning, like we're going to do some sewing lessons and they, they continue their music lessons through the summer, I'm kind of trying to approach it of how can we enjoy this summertime and use it as a place of learning but without just over-scheduling it and then the summer's gone and we have no free space which to me is when I look back at my childhood summers I did take different lessons than my mom you know like I I read a lot in the summer but I love I mean my favorite feeling of summer as a kid was that feeling of freedom just that yeah that feeling of climbing in the trees in my backyard for like hours and hours at a time and like I'd sing songs and make up worlds and stuff Mm -hmm. sometimes by myself sometimes with friends night games like those things that I let it like my my parents weren't like okay, now you're going to go play night games and you're going to play No Bears Are Out tonight for right. 10 minutes. You know, that is not how it was. It was like I had this beautiful feeling of freedom. So I'm kind of wrestling right now with how can I allow my kids to learn the things they want to learn, but I really want to keep that feeling of freedom for them. So our idea here is we want to have a conversation here about how to design your summer, but not to design it to be like somebody else's. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole point of this entire podcast. We're imagining, we get a lot of questions that are questions that we talk about as we sit at parks while our kids play. So this is just like a conversation at the park, talking with your friends. How does it look like to you to embrace the feelings that come along with summer, whatever those are for you, and also to design your summer in a way that works for you and honors your kids at the same time because that's going to look different for all of us totally and there is no like one magic answer mm-hmm. but i'm hoping that as we as we talk you'll be able to see be intentional really that's what it is all about we just want to be intentional about this beautiful time that's summer i mean it's warm outside and the sun's out and there's a lot of opportunities for outdoor play that is just more difficult in the winter because i am a huge fan of outdoor play in the winter but it's just... But it's not fun. It takes a lot more planning. <laughs> Especially with little tiny kids that are always losing it's their gloves horrible. and stuff, you know? Yeah. Or won't put on gloves. Either. Right, right. So how, how, to, how to at least be intentional, and I just want to emphasize that it's going to be different for everybody. So as you hear us, I don't want you to hear like, what? Bucket list? I got to have 10 things on my bucket list? Summer bucket list? I don't want that. Right. If you don't want anything on your bucket list, and the whole summer is just enjoying and letting your kids be free, that's wonderful too. Yeah. So wherever you are on the spectrum is great. But let's just be intentional about it because summers are one of those things that I think if we're not intentional, 
then the summer just zooms by and we're like, oh, what happened? Totally. I had this like nostalgic feeling the other day of my summers as a kid and it was exactly that there were no plans. Like it was just completely free. And I thought to myself, I hope my kids experience that because the world is different. It's not that long ago, right? Obviously. But it's like the world is, there is a lot more pressure to achieve. And, you know, as your kids get older, there's screens and phones and all those kind of things. So that's something that I'm feeling big time this summer. I want them to have that, like, wandering around, riding on the bike, like, no plans. And my kids are little, so that's how our summer's really always are but as they grow up they start to want to do different things that's how our summers when my kids were way little we never had any of that kind of stuff totally it's just now that they're bigger and they want to learn different things yeah it's tricky honestly this is actually this this is actually the summer i felt it the most Mm -hmm. my oldest is 12 but five years ago i mean that didn't even cross my mind besides some swimming lessons right for a week in the entire (laughs) summer which is what like a few hours total right that was the only thing we even had on our things So yeah, as they get bigger, it's an interesting balance. Yeah, I liked what you said. I think when I was thinking about this topic, I do like the idea of designing your summer because it is gonna be different, number one, for your own personality and your own energy type, and number two, as your family dynamic changes, because I am thinking about mine right now, you know, my almost two-year-old, he doesn't have a ton of lessons. I don't really, like I'm, I'm definitely not on the side of. I think there is a lot of benefit to being intentional about what you want your summer to look like and designing it to be that way because you're right. Otherwise, number one, if I think sometimes we almost feel this push to provide our kids with this opportunity and when they're not in school, they don't have this the structured time that they normally did. And I think we all have friends who have voiced this concern of like, okay, well, they're going to be home all day and what are they going to do? And what if they're bored? And almost this responsibility as a parent to almost facilitate that unstructured, that part, that time that was structured to now somehow like bring some excitement to it. Right. And I think that it's your responsibility to entertain, entertain them, do all the things and maybe provide them with these opportunities that all these great things, which I think in itself isn't inherently bad. So like if for you, if creating, you know, like having a craft time once a week or something, if that's really fun for you and that's a fun idea of like, oh, I want to do this with my kids, great. Make that be part of your summer design. But if it's like, oh my gosh, this is another thing and I feel like I need to do this because on Instagram I saw so-and-so doing this and it did look really fun and cool. And so mm-hmm. therefore, if I don't do that with my kids, they're probably missing out. And and I think sometimes it's like, okay, well now I, I have all these this time with my kids at home so I want to like make the most out of it. But I think the cool thing is, is number one to recognize that that blank space that you both were talking about is so vital for kids and they don't get it as much during the school year. And so I think really emphasizing that for their time during the summer because they are going to have more time and realizing that boredom actually is really, we've talked about it in previous mm-hmm. episodes, but boredom is so beneficial for kids. Mm-hmm. And so it's good for their imaginations. We, It's not our job to come up with something for them. It's mm-hmm. really good for them. So I think recognizing that, that boredom can be a really good thing. For me, where I'm at in my stage of life, I really do love, and again, I'm a planner. I already mentioned that. I really love, and we did this growing up, like our mom, mine and Tarlin's mom, she's kind of the same way. And so like, I remember at the beginning of summers, we would like come up with a summer reading list that we wanted, like maybe books that we wanted to read. And we would do kind of a bucket list, like what are some things that would be really fun to do? And my mom still does this. And I really love that. Like I like thinking of those things going to summer and it's really exciting for me to be like, okay, these are a few things that I would really love to do. These are maybe some books that I would love. Like that's exciting and I feel like it's really fueling for me. Mm-hmm. But for someone else, and, and it sounds like Terrilyn, for your stage of life where you're at, it's like that is too much and it, it makes me feel burnt out and maybe a little bit like mm-hmm. too much. So I think the cool thing is, is that it's like whatever feels feels right for you, your personality, and your stage of life, I think it's good to like remember that, that it's like there's benefits to having that unstructured, sometimes bored time. And I think there's a lot of benefits to maybe being intentional and designing some plans and goals for your summer with your kids so that it doesn't just fly by and it's like, oh, but we wanted to do that hike and we never did, you know? So I think there's a good balance to find but recognizing that I think it's important to have both. Yeah. I think it's important to have the white space, and I think it's important to have, I don't know, some yeah. plans and goals. And I like that you brought up 
that it's different for everybody and that I guess when I'm talking about bucket lists, for me, I just like say with my extended family, they make great bucket lists and then I join them on some of them. And for me, the hardest part is just saying no to some of them, right? Mm -hmm. um, because I do have a hard time saying no to fun. But I do love to talk with my kids because, you know, you're not going to, all, all of you are not the same energy type. So I do love asking my kids, what is it that you want to do this summer? Because they do have different things, you know, what that they want to do. And those, that kind of bucket list I am all about where it's like, okay, you want to go on this hike? Excellent. And for me, my thing for my kids, it's so, so silly, but like my, my main emphasis, I go back to essentials in the summer. So in the morning we do our essentials, you know, we have our chores. And as I say this, this might for some people be like, that sounds terrible. I, I don't like it. So don't do this if you don't like it. Mm -hmm. But for me, it helps me feel like the summer, I don't know, it just feels good to me. So we, you know, we get up, the kids do their chores, they practice their instruments. And then I'm a weirdo about writing cursive and they're not really teaching them that right now. So I have the good and the beautiful curriculum handwriting where they like get a write and it's beautiful. They're not just writing like Sally through the ball. They're writing like beautiful inspirational quotes and stuff. So they just do a page of handwriting and they do just a little, I mean, it takes like three minutes, just like a little math thing that they just fill out a couple, just one page also. And then they're free and they get a, but then they can read anytime and they also read at night before they go to bed. But like how I framed it with my kids is in the morning you do these things. Like we take care of, we take care of our house. So that feels good. We take care of our minds by doing our cursive and our little baby bit of math. And then you are just totally free to fill in with reading, with playing, with the things here or there that we have. But for me, that feels really good to come back to like, what are my essentials? And like we talked before, essentials should not be long. Like this isn't taking in hours. The essentials themselves, for me, the essentials with my kids is reading with them, going outside. I mean, it's so, so, so simple. But for me, the key to all of that, as I'm talking about it, the key to all of it is, I'm going to talk about this so many times, but it screens. For me, summer, like I'm a super, super strict about, they get a little bit of screen time on Friday mornings, but that's it. Because... If they have screens other times throughout the day, they're just going to just do that. All totally. kids will, right? And it zaps all of the hunger for anything else. It zaps hunger for going outside and building forts. It zaps the hunger for playing with friends. Mm -hmm. So to me, you got to let the boredom be there to feel the hunger to do the other things. And the only way to do that is by turning off the TV or the tablets, right? So for me, I mean, my kids don't love it, but... That's that's our summer rule. It's the same as a school year rule, but in the school year it's a lot easier because they're at school all day. Yeah. But in the summer it's like you actually do now have several hours during the day. You don't have the screen though, so you're gonna have to feel the hunger. What is it pulling you towards? And kids come up with stuff. So the reason why I'm saying this is I guess I can hear like I can hear so many friends in my mind being like, Oh no, my kids are coming home, they're gonna be making messes. It's overwhelming to think I'm going to have them all day and yeah, I'm in charge of either putting them in front of a screen or entertaining them. And what I'm suggesting is that you can release yourself from both of those two things. Like you can say, no, For sure. you can be bored. Great. You're bored. Your kids say they're bored. You're like, awesome. Fabulous. Great. Like Embrace it. it. Yeah. Lean into it. I mean, I tell my kids, I'm like, I didn't believe in boredom. Like feel it and then move what's past boredom like what's right. the next step past well you boredom? have to go through the boredom to but get if, anywhere else yeah. yeah but if you feel like you have to entertain them that's gonna be exhausting for you too i mean literally like i can i can hear like so many of my friends being like oh it's overwhelming though and they're just there and they they want stuff from you all the time and that's actually i think the beauty of this is you can release your kids to be like i'm not in charge of your entertainment and neither is a screen you are and you have the entire world inside of your brain you have books and you have, and if they're making tons of messes inside, mm -hmm. then you can be like, you can go outside, right? Mm -hmm. If, and I know some people don't have that luxury of going, maybe, you know, though, even in apartments, like there's, mm -hmm. there's parks, there's, mm -hmm. I mean, even, oh my goodness, I just went, me and my four-year-old went, we brought our lunch, we went to eat it outside, we were just driving, and I was like, where do you want to eat? He's like, buy a big tree. So we literally pulled over at some random church and ate underneath this big tree. Guys, he probably spent... 20 minutes, I'm not kidding you, after we got done eating, at the dirt underneath the tree, like, watching where the ants were going with mm -hmm. a stick. Like, he had mm -hmm. a stick in his hand. And he's just, like, talking to himself. And that's the cool thing about boredom is even if you don't have a, a large outdoor space, if there's any outdoor space that you feel safe they can go in, then 
you can release them. You know totally. what I mean? If you have a backyard, if you have the luxury of a backyard, you can say, okay, no more messes in the house. Go play outside. Go outside. And yeah. they can be like, oh, but it's so boring out there. And you're like, great. Go past the boredom. Fill it. And then just move right. past it. Right. And I guarantee they will come up with something. So I'm just saying, let yourself off the hook of we do not need to be there planning every second entertainment, nor do we have to give them a screen to do that. Kids are wired to fill that space themselves. Like that's what that's what they do. That's what their incredible brains do. And we're doing them a service and making summer way less stressful for ourselves. Yeah. Same thing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I have a question for both of you who have kids that are at the age where they can even say they're bored because I do not have that yet. Because I can hear people saying, well, what do you do when they do come to you? Like, do you just say, that's okay to be bored? Like, what do you say to your kids? Do you even give them ideas? Or is it literally just like, that's okay to be bored? What are some things you could do? I don't know. What are, literally, what do you say to your children if they ever say, um, I don't so, know what to do? Okay, I'll answer your question first. And then I think this is part of it. My kids have actually never said that because we don't use the B word in our house. <laughs> That's what I call it. But as they get older, they're going to learn it, right? Because Colin's mm-hmm. only, and he's the oldest and he hasn't really been at school. So like he'll go to school and he'll learn mm-hmm. bored. So I'm not sure, but they get bored. You know, they get like, mm-hmm. and you can tell it's like that angsty. They start to fight a little bit. They, you know, are kind of like coming back to where you are a lot. And it's like. As a parent, yeah. slightly irritating. Yeah. yeah. We like, we all know that. And so it's like easy to, in your mind, be like, oh, I either need to entertain them or, you know, your mind kind of goes to that. Like, what can I have them do? And I don't think there's anything wrong if you have a direction to turn them. Usually I turn them towards something that I want, I need them to do, mm-hmm. some of their chores or something they can help me do. And that's to them less enjoyable than being bored so they're like kind of like grungingly you know do it and then go off and play like they they realize that there's something more fun than what they're going to come to me for (laughs) wait so you're saying they do the chore you give them or just by giving them the chore then they go play nicely like what are you saying well i make them do the chore (laughs) but then usually they don't come back to me for (laughs) entertainment So I don't know yeah, if that's like a kosher that's mom hack, brilliant. but so that works really well. Obviously for the older, when mostly for gone. Say, oh yeah, can you do the dishwasher? Yeah, there's a lot you can do: yeah. sweeping, wiping things down. I mean, it's never ending as a mom, so yeah, yeah, you've got a list. You can jump on the treadmill. Just giving them those upper, just giving them those words, though. Actually, I I could totally see my kids. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, my kids get way into Legos when I say clean your room. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, exactly. Like a, yeah. Whoa. This, yeah. This has also gotten very interesting. Right. You know? Like your Legos are a big mess upstairs. You could put them all away and then I'll see in three hours after they get yes, stuck in the Legos. They play in for a while and then yeah. clean them up. Okay. Yeah. That's, wow. Little I hack. I don't know how I never thought of that. But, <laughs> but both of you were saying what it comes back to is like, there is going to be that little bit of a really uncomfortable time when your kids have been at school all day they're they're being directed what to do they're, they're probably on screens some of it they're with friends it's like all this yeah very structured and stimulating and then they come home and it's like what like I have nothing to do and they're home with you and you're not used to having them home and so I think that's going to be like I don't know how long but a time of friction yeah where it's uncomfortable as we guys think about it with ourselves we have the same friction with ourselves mm-hmm. anytime we're going 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 and then we stop there's a moment usually lasts for me a few minutes of uncomfortableness and mm-hmm. I call it reaching like I'm reaching I want to reach for my phone what what do I need I wanna, what do I need to, yeah it's like a okay hold on wait is, is this going to be just white space mm-hmm. like whoa it's kind of it's it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. so we experience it as adults and oftentimes we do feel that uncomfortableness with 
a screen, which we are depriving our own selves of our solitude when we do that. So what our kids are going to be feeling when they come out of school and go into summer, that's something that we all feel too. So it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. It's okay. Just lean into it. And as for what I do with my kids, so yeah, they never, they actually never anymore tell me ever that they're bored because they know they get no <laughs> feedback. I mean, the only thing I think I've ever said in my life was, because I made them, I made them memorize John Kabat-Zinn's quote of when you pay attention to boredom, it becomes unbelievably interesting. So they'll literally be like, I'm bored. And I'll be like, oh, what, what is it that we say about boredom? boredom? Oh yeah, it becomes unbelievably interesting. Like, okay, move past it. Like, I don't even spend time on what that even means to be bored, right? right. Like, what does that even mean? I actually, frankly, I'm at a point in my life, I don't think I've actually felt bored for decades now. Mm-hmm. I was just talking with one of my neighbors, and he was like, I don't even know what it's like to be bored. How How is that? Because he's Which like, is there's, speaking there's to just maybe so many. But how fast we are. But for him, it wasn't like a busyness thing. He's like, I, there's just so many things to learn. Like, why would I be bored when I have all these things to learn? Like, guys, he's an engineer. He went to medical school, and he went to law school. So, I mean, like, he's just, like, one of those, like, just can't get enough of life, right? Yeah. And I was like, yes, that's how I feel. Like, how I enjoy the feeling of solitude. So, if I'm going to feel bored and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got to read a book. Like, this is thrilling for me, right? Right, right. So, I mean, I look at it a little differently than I maybe used to as a kid. But for my kids... You're not saying over-busying. You're saying embracing the solitude and not calling it boredom. Like, life, like, being the pretend thing of if bored means you don't know what to do next i see that as an opportunity that's amazing Mm -hmm. you don't know what to do next there's like a million things that i want to do right Mm -hmm. learn so for my kids okay so going back to kaylin when my kids so this actually happens mostly with my kids friends because again my kids don't really they don't really get much from me but my kids Mm -hmm. friends when they're over they will come up to me be like i'm bored and i'll say really that is awesome Okay, so, and, and my kids are, like, rolling their eyes in the background. But, <laughs> so I say, and I still probably say this to my younger ones every once in a while. I'll say, awesome. You have your entire world inside your mind. That's a place you can always go. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to go there, you have, and I'll just list stuff off of them. Books, Legos, outside, tramp, look at bugs, grab your magnifying glass. And then, I don't even stick around, guys. I don't, like, sit there and, like, help them decide. I just go back to what I was doing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and let them go off because they know coming to me, I might give them ideas, but I'm not going to be like, okay, you want to do Legos? Let me go get them for you. And let me tell you what to make with them. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to engage because I want them. I want them to learn to fill that space themselves because I think that's really valuable. I want them to feel the feeling of uncomfortableness and then learn to fill it themselves. And I think it's glorious because this is going back to, I mean, one of the most common questions we get is how to foster independent play because it's, we know it's good for our kids' minds. I mean, research has proven that over and over and over. That ability to go inside your own mind is incredible. So, I mean, even just the other day I had somebody ask, like, how did you, how do you teach your, because Liam was just like building, he just like, like got stuff together and he was just building them. She was like, how do you get him to do that? And I was like, I don't get him to do that. Right. You discover Human that. brains do that if they're yeah. allowed the space to figure mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. So that's my concrete tip. If you have a kid who's saying, Mom, I'm bored. I just want to play Fortnite. And you're like, sorry, we've already said you can't do that today. Then you don't make it a huge deal. You just say, oh, that's so awesome that you're bored. Here's a few ideas if you need them. But if not, go inside your own brain. Like you literally have an entire world in there. You can go anywhere you want mm-hmm. inside your brain. And they'll be like, oh, that's so dumb. Well, they might. Hopefully, Hopefully they don't say that. Mm-hmm. But if you've never done this before and your kid's 13, there's going to be, they might be like, time. what do you mean go inside my own brain? That's, right. But the cool thing is guys, you sit there long enough. I mean, if you've ever tried sitting and meditating when you're trying not to daydream, your brain still daydreams <laughs> and you can go anywhere. I mean, you can create, what does Sherlock call it? His mind palace. Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> go inside your mind palace. You know, there's just it's cool true. stuff in there. It is hard again after they've, you know, been being told what to do, it probably won't be comfortable. It'll probably be, your house will be messier. It'll be louder. It'll be, it will be hard. But I think once they build up that muscle, it will get easier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, the hardest part now is, I wouldn't say independent play is difficult for me. It's the making sure they're cleaning up their own messes as they go. Right. Totally. Bring them back to reality. I don't want them to just make a bunch of messes and then I'm cleaning them up. Right. Because again, that defeats the entire purpose of this. Right. So to say, I do have to remind them, so just so you all don't think this is like a a perfect system, 
I do have to remind them. Yeah. You just made that potion outside. Yeah. And now I see you when they got the Legos, but the potion's still out there. Yeah. So get your potion, mm -hmm. clean it up, mm -hmm. and then you can go to the Legos. And, you know, there's some whining sometimes that happens there. So I actually, th I see that as my biggest role. That's probably the thing I spend the most time on is helping them remember when they change. Right. Did you clean up your last thing? And so that is something about summers. You're just going to have kids. But that's where outside is so magical. It really is. I don't care if they get all muddy outside. Mm -hmm. Just hose yourself hose your, Yeah. You come in. Yeah, totally. I think uh, that reminds me of something in summer when we're doing less, you know, like academic stuff. I try to do a bigger focus on like helping inside the family. When you have a little bit yeah. more time to teach them how to do certain cleaning things or teach them, you know, how to cook this or help with their little brother sister here because I think that is so crucial for kids but we lose out on a lot of those opportunities during the school year because yeah. they're not home yeah there's not the yeah. time it's so true so that for me kind of gets a little more during the summer and I think another tip and I think it was from Sally Clarkson who's like a homeschooling pioneer I think this is from her but she calls it laying out the buffet have you heard of this no so if you are uh, maybe a little more type A personality that feels like you're wanting to fill, you know, give them tasks or crafts or direction, she just lays out in her house like little piles of books that she wants her kids to discover yeah. or like a little basket that has like wooden blocks like randomly that maybe they haven't seen in a while. So it's not like you're directing them to it, but they might come upon the magnifying glass for bugs. So it's like... You know, it appeases a little bit of that mom guilt of like, I should give them something to do, but it's like, they're still discovering it, yeah. not being directed to it. So that's a fun I little, like I especially love that with books. Oh, I love, yeah, that's love fun. with books. I like the idea of, I have it with my girls, my, I mean, my boys, I put the book that I'm reading to them up by their bed, but with my girls, you know, they're reading on their own. So I actually really like that idea. They keep the single book they're reading there, mm -hmm. but I love that idea of, Incorporate, let them make their own buffet though. You know what right. I mean? Like, hey, let's find books you want to read and just mm -hmm. put them by your bed because that's where they read. Totally. I kind of love that because so much, so much of it, it is convenient. Mm -hmm. You want to make things easy that you want them to do. Right. So, mm, I like it. Ooh, you know, oh, you know, <laughs> okay, something that I just did that I love that I'm looking forward to summer so much. I set a chessboard out on my front porch mm. this year. So, I like put a little, like I already had a table there, so I just put a little tablecloth over it with like a little thing of fake flowers and a cute teapot that's adorable. Not that mm -hmm. I plan on actually drinking tea out there in the summer, but it just makes me happy. <laughs> and then I put a chessboard on my porch. So like it's out there and it's a little magnet chessboard. Mm. And it's so cute. I'll, I'll put a link to it. It's wood and it was not expensive. Mm. And it was magnet. Like it's mm. so like they can't be blown away. Mm. And awesome. I just leave it set up on my front porch. And me and my boys have just come across, like I'll come across and they'll just be playing chess. Cute. I mean, my four-year-old, he doesn't have the stamina to make it through a whole chess game. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I did play him one whole chess game. But my seven-year-old will play a whole chess game. And then it's fun. Then halfway through the next chess game, you know, he starts using the magnets, like because they stick to the table and they, <sighs> they have a war with them, which is great. But that's an example of a buffet. Mm -hmm. I've noticed just with the chessboard sitting out, because we've had a chessboard for years, but it hasn't been sitting out, so we yeah. have to play. But I just set it there, and we just happened across it, right? I love and that. so that's, that's an example of that. If you if there's something you want them to do, just put it out, make it easy for them. Totally. And it just happens. Mm -hmm. It's been so fun. I've played more chess in the last few weeks than I have in decades. Totally. And it's so fun, and I want yeah. that. I want that for their brains. Yeah. And I actually have a little pile of books there because we had just been reading them there and I left them. <laughs> but, but we have also been reading those books more too because they're just there and we're always walking in and out of our house. So that is like really, I love that idea of the buffet. That's cute. Yeah. I was doing without realizing it. Yeah. But I just, so just want to like say an amen to what you put out just happens more. Like some little gardening stuff out by the dirt or whatever yeah. that they can discover. Very and gardens. Oh, those are cute. Just make those are cute. Garden. Yeah. And when you said making things easier, I think, so if we start as we mean to go on, instead of waiting until the middle of, you know, four weeks into summer, everyone's like bickering and negotiating for screens and like people are just like the friction. I can't speak to this, but because I haven't had kids all go to school and come back. 
But in my mind, just like generally in parenting, if I can set, these are exact boundaries. So it's like Friday mornings is when we have screens, period. There's, we're not negotiating about it. It just yeah. is, Yeah. you know, expectations as far as like daily chores and our essentials, you know, basics for when they're going to be coming back home and maybe having some rest when our meal times are. So all that sounds like, oh, that can get like too, like, is that too much? Like too strict? Is that overdoing it? But I think if you have those, whatever they are for you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be those. But if your kids have that expectation, then for me, at least, I've seen my kids when they're inside of a structure, like if we miss a quiet time and like a good lunch, they will be psychotic and like grumpy and crazy. So I think even more so with summer, they're outside a lot, it's hot. Again, they're not getting like that normal structure of the school year. So I think just setting that up in advance. Mm -hmm. First day they're home. Setting up your downtime of of every day that you need. Yeah, Yeah. totally. I was actually going to say that at the very beginning because, again, I also don't have a kid that, like, is has been at school, is coming back. But I do think there's a lot of power, what you said of, like, at the very beginning setting your expectations. And then it might be a little bit of legwork at the beginning to Mm -hmm. enforce that, you know. To get it set up. Yeah, to get it set up and make it kind of be a rhythm. And so that, that might be a little bit of front-end investment on your part, but then I think in the long run, it becomes easier because it just becomes a habit for your entire family. They know from this time to this time, it's quiet time. So like, that's just what we do. Or from this time to this time is when we're doing our chores and that's just what we do. So maybe at the beginning you might be kind of like, cause I think about with my little guy, I do help him clean up after he, like after he's been playing, like I help him clean up cause I don't expect like he is still so little. I don't expect if I say clean up, he does kind of know what that means now, but he doesn't do it by himself. He's too small. So it is a little bit of front end investment for me of like I do and I kind of make it fun. But my hope is, is that in the long run, and I'm talking about like not just the summer, I'm hoping like in the long run, hopefully it builds in a rhythm of, okay, now I know all the balls go in this bag after I'm done playing with them. Mm-hmm. And this is what we do. I think there is a lot of power to rather than halfway through the summer than being like, okay, wait, no, no, no. This is what we're doing. I think there's a lot of power at the beginning of being a little intentional about what are some of those, the white spaces that you're wanting to keep, maybe what are some of those goals that you want to do, and then maybe putting some front end time and energy on your part to kind of helping those rhythms get started. Because I think as the mom, you are going to be maybe the pushing engine. But then I think once they get going, that momentum hopefully can carry most of it through. And then in the long run, you're putting less energy in to kind of helping those rhythms continue throughout the summer. Yeah, totally. it's infrastructure, which we talked about in our whole lengthy episode. Just yeah, it's routine. Making life routines, making life easier uh-huh. or something. Mm-hmm. But it's we'll the idea it. of doing infrastructure. Um, I just want to add to that, when you set, what Felicia was saying, and Kayla was saying about setting expectations at the beginning, it does make it so much easier because most questions that my kids ask me then they already know the answer to because we've already set it up, right? Yeah. Like my son probably asks uh, maybe every other week if he can have his screen time on Wednesday instead of on Friday. Mm-hmm. And every single time I say, oh, you know the answer to that, don't you? Or, or what do you think the answer to that is? And he's mm-hmm. like, no, it's Friday. Mm-hmm. I know it's Friday. Or he'll be like, hey, can I play this right now? And I'll be like, hmm, is it Friday? Mm-hmm. And he already knows the answer. Oh, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to negotiate. It's not like a terrorist right. negotiation where mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, let me think about it. No, I don't think that's gonna work today. And he's like, but mom, I want to. It's so simple. It's literally like, oh, it's not it's not Friday. Right. When mm. it's no longer a power struggle. I think you said this too. It's no longer a power struggle against you. It's just we've already decided this. Yeah. This is the rule. So yeah, we yeah. just go forward with it. And like it offloads it from you having to make you're making that decision. It's like this whole thing where you're deciding. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's just an outside force. Yeah. Yes, it, it is. is. Yes. The Friday Force. The power That's of the Friday Force. <laughs> and this screen time we're talking about is a game, right? It's Minecraft. So right. This isn't like they're, we're watching a movie as a family because we right. totally do right. that, right. just to be clear. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's great because, yeah, it just makes it so easy. It's like, oh, yeah, it's not. You already know. You already know the answer to that. Yeah. And same thing with even with curfews. I found that with my daughter. She's getting older. If we just decide it ahead of time, it totally takes out the in the moment of being like can I stay longer but this person's staying longer whatever because we already decided like last weekend it was actually anyway I was tired and I'm just deciding it this is so simple but it was just deciding it at 6 mm-hmm. when she went to her friend's house I was like I really can't go past 9.30 tonight like mm-hmm. I'm I'm tired so like the answer is 9.30 
And it's easy for her to agree to that earlier in the night. Right. right? Totally. That so seems so far away. So once she agreed to that, there was no, I mean, there was not even trying to convince me later. Because we had already just decided, even mm-hmm. though that's earlier than her normal weekend. Mm-hmm. But I think there is just beauty to any time. You can talk about something ahead of time when everybody's heads are clear. You're fed. You're not tired. Yeah. All yes, those things. Exactly. And I think the beginning of summer is a great time to set some expectations like that. My mom, I can just hear you, mom, purring on the other side. <laughs> she used to say before we go into like restaurants, she'd be like, okay, here's our expectations. When we're at the restaurant, we stay sitting down in our chair, even if the other kids are getting up and running around the table. We stay sitting in our seats, or like when we go to stores, mm-hmm. you know, we don't touch stuff or whatever. And that always worked for me as a kid. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, yeah, that makes sense. These are the expectations, like, right? I know going into it, and then it just takes away the power struggle later. That does not mean that your children are going to always be perfect at obeying your expectations. Right. But I'm saying there is just a beauty about setting up some stuff ahead of time. Right. It just makes things so much easier. And for right. a whole summer to be like, and you can even say to your kids, this is what we're going to do for the summer. I want you to have time with yourself. So you're going to feel, if they've never done this before, you can even say, you're going to feel a little bit uncomfortable and you might even feel bored. Well, yeah, it's okay. That's a great thing. If you feel it, that's awesome. You're just going to keep going, keep going down the hole of Mm -hmm. boredom Mm -hmm. and see what's on the other side. Mm -hmm. And so if you let your kids know that ahead of time in the summer, like I'm, I'm letting you have a little bit of free space here on purpose so this Mm -hmm. summer might feel a little different than last summer and this is why so just so you know if you come up and ask me if you're bored and you can even say if you come up and ask me i will give you chores yes i have many things for you to do that's brilliant i'll give you some options (laughs) but you know you can set it up however you want but if they know that that's that's what you're going for for the summer kids are you can give them credit they're capable well we know they're capable because children since the beginning of time have been surviving summers without Right. Incredible amounts of right. direction. Simulation and direction. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, as humans, we're designed to do this. We can do this. Yes. Totally. And I, so to recap, I think getting those essentials and kind of that rhythm in your mind, communicating it, but then really letting go of that control. And I see my kids grow so much each time I let go of trying to control or create what they're doing. I see them become less anxious I feel like their sibling bonds grow as they like work through problems together I feel like their executive function like when it's it's them making the decisions and doing things for themselves a little bit more I just see I feel like their little minds just grow so yes and speaking of leadership and executive functioning the thought that just came to my mind when I said children since the beginning of time have surviving summers. Children also since the beginning of time have been contributing to their families. Right. So yeah. I think we can change the mindset of we are like concierges. Concierges? Is that the plural Concier- form of concierge? Concierge. We are not yeah. a concierge for our children of just like, how can we design your life to have it mm-hmm. be perfect? What do you want to do? Here we mm-hmm. have. I mean, because we're doing that anyways as parents a little bit and that, you know, we are trying to get them the place they need to go. However, I think summer is a really great time to remember that children also contribute mm-hmm. to the family. In fact, if you look historically, I mean, people would have a lot of children so they would have more help on right. their farm, right? right? Like, I'm not saying that's the only reason that they would have children. I'm saying that, like, children, the more children you had, the more help you they had. They had to contribute. Imagine yeah. your they children had to. being a help to you instead of you just feeling like a slave mm-hmm. to your children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the concept... The, the paradigm that we need to be slaves to our children, that's a relatively new concept. So let's just remember that they can also contribute to us. In fact, oh man, I can't remember the study. This is so cool though. There was a, dang it, I wish I could remember the study. I'd like to actually refer to it, but one of a determining happiness factor as adults was how many chores, not how many, but that if you oh. had chores as children, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just having chores, not even the amount, just having chores as children contributes to your ability to happiness as an adult and I think that's for several reasons first of all you learn how to do things you don't love to like if you only do things you love to do that's not very helpful right mm-hmm. it's it's valuable to say like I don't want them off the floor but I'm still gonna mop the floor mm-hmm. second of all it adds meaning like our kids feel meaning when they know that what they're doing is valuable and contributing right totally. so I think summer is a great time to I mean we touched on chores but I just want to make sure that I emphasize that that our kids being home doesn't have to just be a burden on us. Mm-hmm. It can be, they're actually helping us, right? Mm-hmm. Like right. my kids now, I love it 
my, my empty my dishwasher gets emptied and my floor gets sweeped every single day school mm-hmm. year or not mm-hmm. that's never in my entire adult life it's always been me doing those two things mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. or Jeff so it's amazing to realize that our children can actually can actually do good work and it's valuable to them I think it's fabulous I think summer's a great time to say like we have daily chores mm-hmm. you weed the garden you do this you do that I mean yeah you don't have the entire day of just work but there's nothing wrong with getting and for me we always just do it first just because that's what my parents taught me to do. So therefore, that is what we do, right? You've got to do your chores first. I think, I don't know, I just want to give a little thing yeah, in there. But that might be helpful for you guys to remember. Even two-year-olds, you can give them. So my four-year-old, his job is to wipe down the kitchen benches, right? Mm-hmm. They're his height. He can get a damp rag, and he wipes them down. I don't have to help him. I don't have to do anything. Like, he does it, and that's his, his chore. He mm-hmm. takes ownership of it, right? Mm-hmm. You can give your kids zones. You can give. I am not an expert in chores, so as I'm saying this, go to somebody better than me at like to be an expert if you're wanting more details but I, there is value in having your kids have chores mm-hmm. and i think summer's such a good time to like kind of recommit yeah. to that and set it up at the beginning this is what we're doing this summer every single day you're going to do this and on saturdays you're going to do this deeper thing or on mm-hmm. thursdays or whatever it doesn't matter what day but you know you're going to vacuum this whole level mm-hmm. on this day but every day you're going to do this one chore and you can rotate it or whatever but then there's still plenty of free space. So I think it helps us as parents realize, oh, we don't have to just dread that we're going to just up our maid capacities right. this summer because we have more people to clean serve. up after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point because we have talked about how fun summer can be. And it should be. And I still think chores, you can actually still make fun. So I'm, I actually am not saying. But I do think it's a good point that, that you can also have your kids have responsibility. And I think there's a lot of benefit to that. And it's not just for us to like provide it's not our job to just provide them with like the happiness rainbows and daisies of a summer. Yeah. Like they also can learn things and contribute to the family. So I think that's a good point. Yeah. All right, guys, we hope that this little conversation at the park was helpful as you look forward to summer with your kids coming home. Let's find the magic. If you like what you heard today, please share this with a friend or loved one. This means so much to us and it helps the podcast continue to grow. And if this podcast has meant something to you, there are three things that you can do right now that will help us immensely. The first is to subscribe or follow us. And you can do that by going to our page, wherever you listen to podcasts. And then if you tap on the upper right-hand corner, there is usually a plus sign or a subscribe button. And just go ahead and tap that and that will allow you to subscribe or follow us, which what this does is make sure that you never miss an episode and it really helps us at Find the Magic. The second thing you can do is share it with a friend. So if you like what you heard, um, send it to somebody or post it on social media. This does a ton to help our podcast continue to grow and for us to be able to make more episodes. And lastly, um, if you've enjoyed being here with us on Find the Magic, we would love it if you could leave us a five-star review. Um, we read every single one of those reviews and we appreciate them so much. And we want you guys to know that we feel that you, our listeners are our friends and we're so grateful. Thank you so much for sticking with us on this journey. We have loved it. So let's find the magic together. (coughs) (laughs) Brown cows. (laughs) 